0: hi guys welcome back to divorce what i wish my parents knew today i am virtually seated with jake whose last name i'm forgetting because it's different than his mother's jake what's your last name
1: Herzberg.
0: there it is jake Herzberg. um and jake i actually got connected to through his mother who you guys may know and it is jessica Klingbaum, jessica from the x experts uh, which is an awesome channel they do a great podcast And I was on with them on their podcast and Jessica said, wait a second, I think my kids would be interested on being on your podcast. And I was like, well, girl, tell me and hit me up if that's true. So Jake was one of the lucky ones who said yes. And I get to sit with him today and uh, hear about his story and to be totally transparent with everybody. And most of you may know if you follow me on Instagram, this is our second take doing this. Because I recorded it last time, but apparently Zoom did not convert it to the right file. So we're praying and hoping that this one goes correctly. But Jake, there's no easy way to dive into divorce. So please give us your divorce stats.
1: So obviously, I'm Jake Herzberg. I'm nineteen years old. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was three, and then think or three or four around two thousand and eight. Uh, And then my mom got remarried and then re-divorced. She got remarried in 2016, roughly, and then got divorced over COVID summer, which was the summer of 2020. Uh, My dad never got remarried. He did um, have another long-term relationship after, but, and which then ended, which kind of felt like a divorce too, in a way, just nothing legal. Um, But yeah, that's, that's a... I feel like those are my rough stats.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And then, Jake, I'm curious because I know a lot of parents ask this. Their huge question is, you know, the age of my kids when I get divorced. And so I'm curious to know, what do you think was harder for you? Was it the divorce when you were younger because those were your biological parents? Was it the divorce where you were then older and it was with your stepdad and mom? What would you say were like the hard parts of both of those? And if you had advice to give to parents, at what age should they get a divorce and should they wait for their kids to be a certain age to get a divorce?
1: Yeah. So my, I just right off the bat would definitely say that the divorce later in my life was harder, um... Probably for a multitude of reasons, but I'll start with the divorce earlier in my life. So when my parents got divorced when I was around four years old and my little sister was, I think, one or two, they, uh, we had no idea. Um, My dad, they had done this thing where my dad was living around the corner in his own apartment with his new girlfriend. And my mom, obviously, we lived with my mom full time in her apartment. My dad would basically stay really late most nights and then would leave or would come early in the morning to take us to school, to, you know, take us to baseball, whatever we were doing. Um, But so for a while, we didn't really make the connection because, you know, when you go to bed and your mom and dad are still in the same apartment and then you wake up and they're still both there. You're a kid. All you're thinking is just, "Okay, my parents are together. Um, Because of that, uh, I didn't really feel any Burdens. I didn't really have any burden to bear. Um, I I didn't know what was happening. I uh, kind of breezed through it because for the longest time, I still thought my parents were together. Um, Now going into the divorce later in my life, and also kind of talking about the breakup with my dad and his long-term girlfriend, because in a way that was kind of like a a, a non-legal divorce. um, It was definitely harder. You know, I've obviously matured. I, I grew up I taught, my parents talked to me a little bit more about it, especially my dad, not so much my mom. Um, my mom's divorce was very difficult and it wasn't anything uh, nasty or, or legal or fighting or arguing, yelling. It was nothing like that. It was just emotionally, it was very, very difficult. I think that also had to do with where I was in my own personal life. Just some contexts uh, I was, I just finished 10th grade. And I was transferring into a new school, a new high school. Um, so I also had a lot to deal with, was starting to worry about college applications as a high school junior. It's, you know, it's, it's very stressful, but I think what made it so difficult was that there was all this change going on in my life. And it was just, it was really, I, I, I never thought that it was my fault. I never blamed myself for it. I don't think my sister did either, but you know, it was a very sad thing that was happening in our lives. And I mean, I mean, like when I think about it, I don't know what made it so sad, to be to be perfectly honest with you. But I do think it's definitely more difficult when you're older. You know, we had to move apartments and other things. It was just, it was a much bigger effect on our lives.
0: Totally. And I think too, Jake, that the reason why I'm so interested in hearing your story as well is because you had to experience two divorces, may I say two and a half, even because the dad breaking up with the girlfriend. That can be just as hard, and I'm really glad that you touched on that. But I think it's also so deeply sad because when you have a step-parent and then they divorce, it's like, well, crap, I'm not related to them technically anymore. So it's like, do I still see that person and like I was actually kind of liking them and I was actually kind of building relationship with them now you're not in my life anymore and like will my mom get mad at me for wanting to still continue relationship with this person whereas if it's two biological parents usually the case is like well of course you know that's your co-parent you're going to see both parents that's your blood blah 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 but when it's a step situation That's so much harder because so many people don't know how to go about those conversations. And I know a lot of step-parents that even thought like, gosh, do I tell the kids, you know, like I miss them? Do I tell the kids they can still call me? Or some step-parents don't even talk about it. So it's like this huge white elephant in the room. White elephant, ew. I didn't mean white elephant because like the Christmas game. But I meant elephant in the room. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just... I just want to give credence to like, why that's so sad. It makes sense, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Just the the big change aspect of it. And yeah, I was very close with my mother's uh, second husband. So Who are yeah.
0: What would you say were things that your mom and dad and we love your mom? And so this isn't time, you know, to bash Jessica, but like, what are things that your mom and dad did? Well, this could be your stepdad as well. Uh, Post divorce. And what are some things that maybe could have been done better that you want to tell other parents to maybe look out for?
1: Yeah. So we could, because I remember this, I remember basically that exact conversation the first time around. we, I could talk about this for the next six hours. Obviously, we can't do that. Um, so I'm going to really try to sum it up in a couple of minutes as much as I can. But
0: And we can have um, you back on. So don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, I think a really big thing that you and I talked about Grace was parental alienation. Uh, we had a really great conversation about that. So that's really where I'm going to start this answer off from. Um, I, for for those of you who, anyone watching who is unfamiliar with parental alienation, it kind of is exactly what it sounds like. It's quite literally when one parent alienates um, a, a child from another parent. And this can be in a multitude of ways. You can uh, shit talk the parent. You can... I mean, actually, in multitude of ways. That's really, that's really, from my experience, that's really it. But it's just basically when one parent attempts in any way possible to remove the kid from the other co-parent's life, or to uh, make the kid develop a negative point of view on their other parent. That's really it. And so how this this played into my life a lot with my parents. And I love my father, but it definitely came more from my father's side. My mother and father are very different people. With my dad, I was always like his friend. With my mom, it's the, I'm the boss, I'm the parent, what I say goes. So that was the different dynamic between. And I hear that's very common. Maybe not necessarily with the um, predetermined gender roles of, oh, mom's more strict, dad's not. It could be the other way around, but that's, that's what I've heard. Um, so what was really difficult um, that I think that my dad could have definitely worked on just in general was parental alienation. You know, my mom and dad had very different things, very different opinions on certain things. For example, my family is Jewish. Uh, I was put, put into Hebrew school from a very, very young age. And I eventually was bar mitzvahed in seventh grade. I think I was 13 years old. My dad never really cared about Hebrew school. My dad is not a religious person. He believes in God, but that's, that's, that's the extent of it. He doesn't like going to holiday services, like anything. My mother, on the other hand, is quite different. She is fairly religious, nothing over the top or overboard, but she goes to holiday services. She has Passover Seder, uh, and she was very, very strict and hard about Hebrew school. The reason why I'm telling you all this about the Hebrew school is because it was an example of how when I didn't want to go to Hebrew school and I never wanted to go to Hebrew school, I would always complain. I would cry and complain and, you know, and my mom would always say, no, you have to go like you need to go. But she never really got that support from my dad because then I would go to my dad and I'd say, I don't want to go. He'd say, listen, I don't really care if you go or not, but, you know, it's 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 mom's decision. You need to go because mom says you need to go. And... You know, I'm sure that whoever's watching this, you can put that together. Well, hold on. One parent is making me do this thing that I don't want to do. And the other parent says they don't care. Well, I'm not going to like the parent who's making me do this super annoying thing. And that was where a lot of arguments started. Throughout middle school, my mother and I had a very strained relationship. We fought, we yelled, we argued, Uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really tough. I think that my dad definitely should have tried to take my mother's side more, even if he didn't agree. And my mom probably should have made the effort to take my dad's side a little bit more. It's just all like things like that, you know, not for
0: the sake of like being nice to your dad or being nice to your mom, but just for the sake of you, because now you're in the middle of two parents and you're going, well, hold up. I got to obey one of them. And then the other one's going to get mad at me. And it's like, you got to just
1: flip a coin <laughs> well it's also it's just a, a thing of respect you know like i like it's just when you're when you're playing around with respect when it feels like you're you're going over a superior like it's not you know my i i'd go to my mom i'd go to my dad and say ah, oh, i'd complain about mom and everything and my mom would be like you're totally like you're totally egging this behavior on you know he's like i'm trying to get him to go to hebrew school and you're saying you don't care and you're completely undermining me i feel like that happened a lot um that was just kind of one example of parental alienation. I have a million others, but you know not that's not neither here nor there. um and i I think that's what my dad didn't definitely could have worked on. I think in terms of my mom, kind of the same thing, but also a bit opposite, I, I think that she I think that my mom just in general could have worked on maybe taking a step down from the authority role of of I'm your mom, I'm the parent, what I say goes, what I say you need to do, and, and that's that's the end of it. Me specifically, I, that doesn't fly for me. I don't like being told to do things without a reason. You give me a good reason to do something, obviously I'll do it. Even if it's a bad reason, I'll do it. That's fine. You're my mom. I love you. But when it's just do this and I'm not going to give you any reason, it's like, well no, screw you. Like let's talk about this and figure out another way around this. Um but I just talked about a lot of things my parents could have worked on. I think that my parents did a lot of things really, really well. Um, for starters, my parents are very close friends. I know this isn't common a lot with the divorces that I hear about that happen between my friends, my family, things like that. But my parents are damn near best friends to this day. And especially considering the terms of their divorce, That I- kudos to my mom for being able to, to do that. Uh, really, really is impressive. She's very strong and she's very resilient. So I think that my parents staying friends and showing that there still could be a relationship, a loving relationship, friendship between them definitely made for very positive um very positive vibe like not vibes it's kind of a bad word to describe it but it it definitely um g- gave off a lot of positive energy um, well and it's for- less I mean,
0: stressful to you like if you're stressful. having a high school graduation it's not like crap mom has to sit on this side of the stadium dad has to sit on this side you know but I
1: never had to worry. Oh, which one of my parents is coming today because they can't be in a room with each other. I never had to worry about being embarrassed by my parents' dislike for each other because they love each other to this day. They did that really, really, really well. I also think when it came to their divorce, because I was so young, you know, I mentioned in the beginning that I didn't know my parents were divorced for, I mean, a couple of years when I was much younger. I'm not going to say that I like... I'm totally in support of the fact that they kept it from us and that they, by by extension, lied. But I don't know. I I think they did that really, really well. They were very civil about it is kind of what I am trying to circle back to. My parents were very, very civil, civil, civil. Um, And that was probably the best thing that they could have done given the circumstances of divorce. So I I think- that's
0: amazing. I mean, not a lot of parents have the- humility to put aside the reasons why they got the divorce because it's not like well we're still in love but we just decided to do this it's like no you know shit went down and there's a reason why they got divorced but i think it's neat that they can put aside their conflict their differences maybe even their dislike for each other and at least sit down and say hold up we created this thing together called children and we're gonna stand by them and uh, show them that we have a respect for each other. And that takes a really mature person to do that.
1: It absolutely does. I also, I wanted to ask you, um, are are we like, Am I allowed to say like what, like kind of like what led to my parents' divorce or is that not something that you really It's
0: talk up about? to the guest. You can totally talk about it as long as you know that your dad and mom will probably listen to this. So, you know, as long as they're cool with it. I know your mom talks a lot about it on her yeah, platform. Yeah.
1: Well, right. So. It's listen, every, everything's public. I'm not going to go into a crazy amount of detail, but the the, ru- the rough situation of it is that my parents, they just simply weren't meant to be married. I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. It wasn't one thing that set them off. It absolutely wasn't. Um, be, be that as it may, I the, the breaking point from, from what I've been told about, and that was in my later years, um, so more recently, was that, uh, they weren't, they just weren't right for each other, their relationship was kind of declining, um, and they, and then my father, uh, cheated. So, my dad cheated, um, and his long-term girlfriend after my mom's, my mom and his divorce, that's who he cheated with. Um... The reason why I bring this up is not to let out, let all you guys know that you know my dad was um my dad cheated. It's because I didn't know that he cheated for years. I talked about my dad doing the parental alienation, my mom didn't really ever do any of that. The most thing she that and, and anything she did was to defend herself when my dad would say things that were on par with parental alienation. Um Yeah. So my mom, I didn't find out until years after they separated that my dad was, um, was unfaithful. I had no idea. I think that, again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a liar. I I don't support like lying or hiding things most of the time. However, my mom kept that from us. She told, when she told me about the whole situation, or as much as I know so far, my mom told me that she kept it because she didn't want us to look at our dad differently. That takes a big and special type of person to be able to totally. do Like my mom dealt with a ton of BS when we were younger and it was really annoying for her. And I know that, and it was difficult at almost every single uh, turn and she still was the bigger person the majority of the time, even though she's annoying sometimes, even though she makes me want to go crazy a lot of the time, she really, really did tough it out.
0: I'm curious, Jake, when you found out that your dad cheated, was he still with the woman that he cheated with, and were you like then like, oh my gosh, I hate his girlfriend now because I realize that this is the girl that like was tell me that process for you
1: Yes and yes and no. So I was I had already built a very very close relationship with his then girlfriend uh who he had the affair with. So I don't really think I picked up any negative feelings for her after this. Now, like there's there's reasons for that. Excuse me. Number 1. Um when my mother told me, I don't think she told me with my dad. I think eventually I just asked so much that she was like she either she either told me to ask my dad or she either told me herself, but one thing that she told me was that wasn't the reason why we got divorced it was bound to happen we were not getting along we were not right for each other that was just the last straw that was that was what pushed it over the edge because it was always phrased to me that way there was not like i didn't really see a reason to blame my dad's then girlfriend was it her fault that they signed the papers yeah maybe You know, like, all right. But was it was it her fault that my parents were no longer in love with each other and that they weren't right for each other and that if they had stayed married, I could have been a completely different person today? Like, no, that's not her fault. Absolutely not. Um and yeah, but that's a really, really great question. Like that's a very I think I think that's with when it comes to divorce and especially infidelity, that's a really, really deep topic to um claw into.
0: What would you say? Because how old were you when you found out about your dad and if you had to critique it in any way? Like, I guess parents are always wondering, you know, when do I tell my children the truth, like, quote unquote, the truth? And is it me that tells them or like, let's say it's the same situation. Dad cheats on mom. Is it mom that tells them? Is it dad that tells them because he was the one who did it and he wants to do it in his own time? How old should the child be? Because I agree with you, Jake. Like, I think my parents got divorced when I was eight. And if I knew all the nitty gritty at eight, I would look at my parents very, very differently. And I'm glad that they hid things from me until I was in high school to really comprehend. And even then, when I heard about in high school, it was hard for me to then see my parents I was like, well, crap. And I really, I did look at them differently. And it took a while to then kind of like get used to the news, brush it off and then see them as human again. But even then high school, I was still in shock. So I'm curious how old you were when you found out. And then if you could critique it anyway, or maybe it was awesome. You love the way it was done.
1: I don't remember a lot of it to be completely transparent. What I do remember or what I, what I, the memory I have in my head is that her mother told me I'd been asking her a bunch apparently and she told me um however I can give you how a bit old of... were you do you remember were you in middle school I remember where we lived which was uh the Upper West Side and Riverside Towers at that point so I think I was in middle school I think I was in sixth or okay seventh. okay um but I might've been in fourth or fifth grade. The reason why I say that is because I can give you kind of a unique, unusual perspective of like, oh, would you rather your mom or dad tell you? I had both tell me in different situations. And what I mean by that is my mother told me about my father's infidelity, I think with her marriage with him. My father told me about his infidelity eventually with that girlfriend. So there's, there's, yeah. So that was, you can, you can piece that together point is i have had both of my parents tell me about infidelity in different situations i think that listen clearly i never really had any problems like like any like lasting trauma or effects or anything like that finding out that my father was unfaithful to my mother other than a little bit of like really um right I don't know if I'd change it. Maybe maybe the only way I would change it is just for both of them to tell me, but I wouldn't yeah. I don't know if I'd say yeah, I'd rather my dad tell me than my mom. Like no. Sure,
0: sure. No. That maybe, makes sense. Maybe if both
1: of them told me it it would have gone better, but to be honest with you, I don't think it went badly. I just I yeah. think it was something that I that I was told and that was the end of it.
0: Yeah. Jake, I'm curious for the last 10 to 15 minutes here if we can talk about working through uh, all the emotions that kids of divorce carry with different parents. And I know that I think it was us that talked a little bit about like resentment or just having bitterness towards one parent because of things that they've done post-divorce or even, you know, affair and things like that, where you're just like, oh my gosh. And so how have you healed from those emotions? How have you reconnected with your parents? Cause I know you have a good relationship with both of them today, and that's very rare. And so what work have you done to get to that point? And what work do you think they have done? Um, and any kind of advice you have to offer the audience?
1: Yeah, the the, for the what I'll start with, and I actually you and I talked about this very briefly at the end of our original recording was it parental alienation never works. It, it may work, for a couple of years you know you might be the parent you might oh i'm gonna i'm gonna shit talk the other parent and excuse my language um but i'm gonna you know I, i'm gonna bash the other parent and, and and make my kid love me more and make my kid want to live with me more and hang out with me and, and what what i'm gonna tell you now and, and take it or leave it is that they will find out the truth they it everything will come out eventually and they will see you differently if, if they find out that that you were trying to alienate them, that you were spewing lies and, 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 you know, not telling them the truth about certain things and trying to flip their opinions of their other parent, they'll find out. They absolutely will. 100% of the time they find out. So save yourself the trouble and don't alienate your kid from the other co-parent. It's just that simple. In terms of how it affected me, I'll quickly tell the, is it okay if I tell the story like how I found out about my... So this is how I find out about my mother's divorce with my stepfather. Uh, we were in Long Island for the summer and I, it was like one random day. They called us outside on like the patio to talk about something. We went out, we sat down and they told us point blank, uh, Leo and I are getting divorced. That's what my mother said. Um, my mother and sister started crying as they talked about it. My sister thought it was a joke and... Leo and I stayed, stayed stone-faced the entire time. I sat there for about five minutes, then I got bored because I didn't really know how to feel about anything and I was confused. And I'm not proud to admit this, even though I think it's a little bit funny, but I looked at my mother and I said, can I please get back to my Xbox? Because I was playing a video game and I really wanted to continue because I was doing really well. So. Right, that's what I did. She came and checked up on me throughout the summer um, and to see if I was going okay. And I don't think it really started to hit me until a couple of weeks after. I went into... I didn't know what to do. I didn't feel like I had anyone close to me that I would want to talk about this with. There was only one person who I wanted to talk about this with. Uh, a girl that I had been no longer talking to at that time. And... Out of a little bit of confusion, desperation, re- reminiscence, I, I had reached out to her. Um and we briefly talked and then it ended. Um, but that was kind of how I tried to deal with it. I I tried to reach out and grab onto someone and something that I who I was comfortable with, that I knew that I could confide it, things things like that. I mean how That's it affected it. So hard. Me? It, it yeah, it was just it was it was confusing and it was scary and we had to move out of our apartment and then I was going to a new school. Um, and it it was just a lot of things that were kind of like, you know, piling onto each other in terms of long lasting effects, things like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've had any, I think I'm pretty, um, you know, pretty much a rock at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think that, I don't think there were major long-term effects. I think that I I dealt with it fairly well. I just know that something that was really important to me and for any kid who is going through their parents' divorce when they're, I would say, probably middle, in middle school or older, um, it's nice to have a friend to be able to talk to um, and... Yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's definitely nice to have someone there for you and to be able to confide in them and to be able to relate to them, too. You know, I, I know a bunch of kids whose parents have gotten divorced, but at that time, I just I didn't really know anyone to talk to.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story, Drake. That's so real. And it gives proof, again, to the fact of like, parents, if you know that you can't be with your spouse anymore for various reasons, don't wait it out for the kid's sake. Like just waiting it out is not going to cure anything. It's actually going to be much harder for them to go through the divorce in high school versus, you know, four years old. And so um, I thank you for saying that. But back to my previous question, Jake, I'm sorry, I asked you like three at once. So it's probably why I got lost in the dust. But what are ways that you have um, grappled with the feelings of possible like resentment or anger with your parents because of choices that they've made in the divorce? Because, I mean, I know that your relationship with your mom is really healed. And I know you said that's because you matured partially and you realize like her humanness. But um, I don't know. Was there any of that with your dad when you found out about breaking up with his girlfriend where you're just like, dude, I can't talk to you right now? or I don't know.
1: I didn't really want to talk to either of my parents about it. To be honest, when it came to my mom, like my like any resentment towards my mom or dad because of their relationship, I I found out 10 years after they separated. Like to me, it just was it was like this this has no effect on my life anymore. Like literally none. It does not matter to me. It's not going to affect, you know, my day tomorrow when I wake up and go to school. It's not going to affect my weekend this weekend when I go hang out with friends. It just has nothing to do with my life right now. So I don't really think I I cared that much. Um, but I mean, that's a, it's a good question. Like, did, did I hold any resentment because of it (laughs) to my dad and mom with their divorce? No, um, with my dad's breakup, which was like, again, like kind of like a divorce, but with his breakup with his long-term girlfriend, um, I held a lot of resentment for the woman who he cheated with a lot of resentment and yeah that was a big thing i refused to talk to her i wouldn't i didn't want to hang out with her i didn't want to know her um i mean and i already and i already had met her numerous times um, but I really, and she tried, she tried, she, it was difficult, but I just, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with her. So I, anyone who's going through that, I completely understand what that's like. And yeah, it was really, really tough. I, I don't think I held any resentment for my dad though. I, I think it was just if I, I mean, I was young, I was in fifth, sixth grade when he told me, I remember the day that he told me too. So I remember the exact moment as well. I mean, it was... Um yeah, it was heavy. Um that was that was that was uh that was I think one of two times that I've ever seen my father cry. So that was definitely a very, very heavy moment when uh, when he told me and when we talked about it. Um and then we moved pretty soon after. But when it comes to resentment, it was no, I already I, I already almost knew it was kind of broken me in the same way. It's like, no, my dad's infidelity wasn't the reason that it wasn't working with them anymore. You know, their relationship was doomed at that point but the infidelity was the was the last straw so to me it was kind of like well uh, it's either either they would have broken up anyway or they would have continued in this really unhappy relationship it's like am I gonna yeah. I gotta hold resentment for my dad no I'm not
0: yeah um, yeah. yeah Jake no. I'm curious as we wrap up here what are some major things that you feel like you just want to say to first parents that are going through divorce and they're like oh I mean, they're listening to this podcast, so they obviously want to help their kids and they care about their kids. So what are some points of advice or encouragement you have for them? And then after, I want to know what you'd say to kids of divorce as well.
1: If it were me, I'm going to give this advice purely off of. Oh, sorry. Something happened with my computer. I'm going to give this advice purely off of if it were me, because I don't I don't prefer saying like, do this, do this, do this. No, I'm just saying do this if it were me. Um, Don't volunteer information. To your kids about the divorce, and the reason why I say that is because sometimes when parents volunteer very heavy emotional information to you, and it does, you don't know how it makes it makes you feel, it's more difficult to say I don't want to talk about this, I don't want to hear about it. Um, make your kids comfortable with asking questions and asking about the situation, and let them come to you. It's okay to volunteer a little bit of information, maybe get the get the conversation started. Get the information flowing, but don't volunteer ideas, you know, make, let them just be, come to you on their time with their terms to be more comfortable with it. You don't want them to feel like they're being forced to accept something sooner than they have to, or get comfortable with it sooner than they have to. That's advice. Number one, number two, for any parents going through a divorce who are with someone else or who started a new a new relationship with someone else um don't put that person over your kids that's just and then I never happened to me but don't do it because it will blow up in your face absolutely 100%. Don't force your kids to like your new partner. That's not. They don't have to do that. They don't need to like them. There's zero reason and the more you force, the more they're not going to like them. Like like it's not um I think that's really really important. They don't have to like your new partner. They absolutely do not and especially if infidelity is involved at all, they really don't have to like your new partner. Um be honest with them, be transparent. If they ask you a question and you feel that you feel that you can give them the answer, do it. If they ask you a question and you feel that and and for more more important questions, more heavy questions, if they ask you a question and you're you're still on good terms with Uh, your, your ex, you know, have a sit down conversation with all three of you, or however many kids you have, you know, both parents, just so they can get both sides of the story. And don't parental alienate. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to work. It'll work, actually. It totally will work. The question is, is it going to work for you or the other parent? You have no idea. And the other thing is, it will work for a period of time, and then you will get hit in the face one day randomly when the kid finds out exactly what is happening yeah it's just i uh, yeah.
0: heard this thing today i was a part of a workshop and they're talking about truth and they said truth is like a beach ball that you are trying to push underwater but it will always force its way to the top Yeah, truth That's will true. always find its way to the top
1: the truth will 100 percent always find its way to the top no yep. that and that's
0: jake that. what what would you encourage kids of divorce
1: with surround yourself with people that you feel comfortable talking to about this not you don't have to feel comfortable talking to all your friends about your personal life about the divorce that your parents may or may not be going through you don't have to it's not i don't talk to all my friends about personal things i just don't but have people there that you know will support you, whether or not you feel comfortable talking about them. That's really important. Um, I mean,
0: that's a great point. You can just end on that. Like, yeah, have people I mean, that's, around that's, you.
1: Yeah, that's that's really it. Just have people around you that you, that you feel supported by. Um, yes,
0: that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple as that, because hard stuff is going to be hard no matter what, but it's a lot easier to deal with when you have other people carrying it with you. Um. Well, Jake, thank you so, so much for not only coming on this podcast once, but twice to record one episode, uh, but we hope to have you on again and make sure you guys to find him on my Instagram. I will be posting a picture of him and I will tag him and the ex-experts so you can see what his mom is up to as well um but yes my at name on instagram and facebook is divorce tips from kids be sure to follow and subscribe if you have enjoyed this episode and want to be updated on when new episodes are coming out and don't forget to write a review if you liked this experience um reviews really help me get up higher on stats and things like that. When people search for divorce podcasts, we want the kids to be heard and we want the kids to be seen. And so Jake, thank you for using your voice um, for kids to be seen today. We really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I
0: really appreciate it. Yeah. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.